0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to season two, episode three of the World podcast. Today, I'm joined with the writer for Gracing the Horizons blog, Joanne, and Michaela, CEO of Trips and Therapy. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. So, how about you guys um, introduce yourselves a little bit?
1: Is Joanne going first? Sure. Um, I'll
2: go first. Yeah. So my name is Joanne Agbo, Um and I started my blog, Gracing the Horizon, well, first of all, um, the name means, um, so gracing is to be an attractive presence wherever you go, and the horizon mm-hmm. can mean two things, it can mean, um, you know, the place where the sea touches the air, and also, like, you can use it as a synonym for perspective, so the name to, uh, how I wanted the name to go was using travel and experiences to seamlessly broaden your perspectives, change your view, sharpen your mind, and inspire new interests and to be an attractive presence wherever you go. Um, I was inspired to start the blog after I came back from my to Nigeria and I a lot of people were asking me, oh like I really liked what you were doing and like my stories and things like that. Um, and instead of replying to everyone individually about where I went, what restaurant I went to and all that stuff, I decided to create an itinerary for the whole, the whole two week trip. Um, so that kind of went like viral, not real viral, but viral amongst my like (laughs) friend group and people I knew. Um, and then some friends were asking, Oh my God, you know, start a, start a blog. i love to keep track of the places you go and things like that. Like, I don't know how to travel myself, so this would be really helpful. I'm like, hey, why not? And then that's how um, Gracing the Horizon was birthed in February of this year. And I especially wanted to focus on um, African countries and the diaspora, because I feel like um, those countries don't really get as much Attention, as some of the other popular um, vacation destinations. So I really wanted to um, essentially focus on those countries and uh, draw attention to them, and and let everyone know how great and amazing it could be.
0: Yay, I love that, Joanne. Yes, I am one of the people who struggle to travel by themselves, so that blog was definitely helpful for me, <laughs> um, me personally reading that. How about you, Michaela?
1: Hi. Um, so Trips and Therapy is my brand. I started Trips and Therapy to try to encourage everyone to just go out there and do things, whether it's solo traveling or group traveling. I just want everyone to experience, like, what I feel when I travel the world or if I travel to another country, just the culture. Um, I decided to do a group because a lot of people tell me they don't have friends that want to travel or they back out last minute or whatever the case may be. I just want to bring different people from all around to experience, whether we're in Cuba or Mexico, the Bahamas, wherever Just become like one. yes.
0: Okay. That's great too. That's another thing I struggle with too personally. Um, who to travel with. I have like a set group of friends who I travel with. Um, but your trips and therapy kind of exposed me to more different, different people to get to know on these trips. And honestly, not having fear with traveling with people you don't know, you know? Right. And so I kind of, I put together this episode because I don't know about y'all, I've been looking at my Snapchat memories and around this time last year, I was in Atlanta. And soon my travel, my story is going to look like, when I went to Canada so I'm missing traveling right now and I know COVID and everything going on has affected traveling but I kind of want to take this time to just get back there and kind of reminisce about those good times um so before we get there how have you guys been doing um between COVID and, and everything going on in the world because I feel like the only thing I can call it is everything going on in the world how have you guys been doing Duane? you can go first
2: yeah so it was a huge bummer like um you know, everyone else. Um, I had a couple of trips planned for this year and I was really excited about it. It um, was three new destinations that I'd never been um, before that I was excited to go. One of them was Puerto Rico, affirmation. The other one was Bahamas, my birthday. And I also was planning to go to Bali um, in, like, the fall. Um, so, yeah. yeah is on hold. Um, so... Yeah. And as much as, you know, that was um, a bummer for me, I'm also like really blessed. I had a lot of different things going on in my life. Um, so I think kind of what kept me going was one, I I moved to a new apartment. My other one was kind of getting on my nerves. So that helped me. Um, and yeah. I did a, a new job and like a different Um, industry, so those are new and exciting things, so so luckily I had, you know, this to kind of distract me for the past, you know, two, three months, Um, so it has that, like, that, like, new, you know, feel, like, hopefully, I mean, eventually, yeah, it's gonna wear off, but, like, you know, it didn't (laughs) wear off yet, so I'm, like, writing that, you know that feeling for as long as possible um yeah. but um, yeah there's just so much happening you know this year outside of the pandemic and you know everything that's going on you know with the movement it's just like a lot happening so um,
0: <laughs> yeah but
2: what i'm doing is i'm trying to because vacations for me are like an escape right um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get that same escape feeling in other ways. So whether it's in a uh, book, reading more, I'm picking up some hobbies. I started planting, which is great for my mental health. And i have nice. 17 plants now. <laughs> no, 17? <laughs> yeah. Wow, um, yeah. Over the <laughs> course of months, I picked up roller skating, and that's really fun. So these things are like my way of. You know, giving myself a vacation like escape without the actual vacation. So that's what I've been doing.
0: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that finding hobbies definitely really helped me as well. How about you, Michaela? I know you've been like really active. Michaela is from Rhode Island, so she is not from Jersey. She Rhode Island is also a smaller state. Um, so I know she's been very active in you know the whole state of Rhode Island in regards to the protests that are going on. So how have you been in these last couple of
1: months, Michaela? Um, it's been stressful. I think I don't think you're human if you didn't say so your mental didn't take yeah. during all of this. Um, with the protest, that has been like probably the busiest and the most like meaningful thing I've ever done or put together or even been a part of because it's so much like hate that comes with the Black Lives Matter movement, which I don't understand why but that's <laughs> another topic for another day. Um, so putting that together was pretty hard and then um, I miss traveling. I know people are like, no, like that's not really a thing like you can't really be going through um, like these phases, but it's like because we don't know what the world is going to look like for like nomads or people that love to travel for fun. So, like, Mm -hmm. I went through, like, a phase where, not that nothing made sense, but, yeah, nothing made sense, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I I would like to say I like to travel, but I'm not a traveler. So, I definitely know that there can be a difference in the way I'm feeling in regards to, you know, exploring new new places and a difference in the way you guys are feeling about not being able to explore new places, because... You know, I'm pretty good at sitting down. I'm missing the trips so because I'm seeing it on Snapchat story, but you know, I'm not the best at even planning my own trip, okay. and that's why I have y'all here today. <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely why I have you guys here today. So thank you guys for sharing that. Um, so I do have a segment called The Bold Review, and today we're going to, that Bold Review is just going to be traveling in the name of self-care. We've seen, I don't know if you, about you guys, but I've seen people still get on flights regardless of what's going on. And so I kind of wanted to get your opinion of that, like opinion of maybe planning a solo trip or your opinion of traveling during COVID.
2: I, I have a, a handful of people that I know that mm-hmm. you know, have went to different places from the Caribbean, like some, you know, LA and different things like that. And I'm sure, I don't know, I, I'm sure they're being, you know, careful with everything that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I don't think it's in my best interest, um, you know, so, you know, I decided to just chill out, you know, this year until further notice, yeah. but at the same time, I guess, like, you know, if maybe there is a, you know, country that, because I was talking to Makita before, and she was saying that some other like countries are more strict with their um, testing when you come off the airplane and they're Mm -hmm. everybody and they're making the Airbnb host test everybody. And you got to, you know, quarantine this and you have to wait online for two hours. And, you know, so if if that works for you and um, you know, you can have a safe solo trip by yourself yeah, then you know, that works for you. But I, I feel like it's a individual preference. Personally, I don't really I don't really think I'd have fun if I'm worrying about that stuff. Like I'm at a restaurant I'm wearing a mask and I'm being tested. Like I'd rather just not. Like it's gonna take away the purpose of a vacation for me, which is to relax and enjoy and not worry. So yeah, that's my
1: take okay.
0: on that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely I definitely understand that. How about you, Michaela?
1: So I have been seeing, too, like people in other countries are just doing whatever kind of group traveling. For me, mm-hmm. I I can't do that just because I'm not going to pay all of this money to sit around in a mask, <laughs> and not to really enjoy like the scenery, but whatever mm-hmm. works, I guess like in a, two weeks I am going to the mountains, but mm-hmm. so that's a driving trip. Um, I did fly, I had to fly from Rhode Island here, and it's just the It's just weird to me right now. The airports are very weird. Um, Okay. They'll sit you right next to like, it was still three of us in a row. Like it's not much social distancing, which I understand.
0: Oh, wow. What do you mean you understand?
1: Like I, we, America's run, I guess, off money. So like people do have to get back to work. Okay. Airlines can't, I guess, separate us that way. But I don't feel comfortable traveling yet.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I have um a friend of mine who actually came to visit Jersey from Florida and I I know I know Florida's not the best right now. Um, but she said that as soon as she got off the plane, like she had to get um her temperature checked and they took some information down in regards to like having to quarantine for like two weeks, you know. Um, so I, I kind of feel re- weird about going to the airport, but I definitely, you said you were going to the mountains. I'm definitely going to Washington, D.C. <laughs> as like a solo trip for me, just just because I feel like I have been cooped up. And now I love my family. I love my sisters. I love my mom. I do. They're great people. Just needed some time by myself. So DC as a city I've always wanted to live in. I um, decided to just get a hotel and go there for a couple of days. And I'm on to drive, so it's not an issue. I'm not going to have to go through the airport. And um, I just know that when I come back, I'm going to take the right precautions. And so I'm not worried about that. Right? I'm not going to expose myself to people. Um I'm not gonna go out there and expose myself to people either. I'm honestly just going to be in a different environment for a couple of days, um, and that I think is gonna help level out my mental health. I don't think I'm a traveler because um, the reason why I don't call myself a traveler is because I can't get on like a 16 hour flight and be excited about where I'm going because the entire time I'm on the flight I'm gonna have anxiety about the flight. <laughs> so, but I can definitely travel to these small places and you'll know, have like my little fun across the U.S. But y'all too are international travelers, so. That's y'all thing. Okay. So we're gonna get into we're gonna get into the next segment next segment because you just gave me your opinion on solo traveling. Um, all right. And I think did you guys see the link that I sent you about myths of traveling alone as a woman? I did. You did? Okay. So we're definitely going to get into that too. But first, where have you and Joanne personally been? Like Joanne, you can go first. How many places have you been? Um and then name your favorite places as well.
2: Sure. I'll probably go in like order <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I started
2: and this is actually like a travel tip that I was going to mention I started mm-hmm. locally so like I think my tip would be like is start where you are and start with what you have like if you know maybe your work or school set that you don't like you to, to you know go out the country or go far or maybe have strict parents or whatever start with your mm-hmm. so I started with DC was the first trip I went just me and my friend like no parents you know, just me. Okay, I'm lying. It was Richmond, Virginia, in college. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to Richmond to see my friend, and then I went from there. Then I did D.C. I did Boston. Um, I did, like, I stayed in New York, um, the city, and then I started, you know, going to different places. So I went to L.A. That was pretty fun. I went to L.A. twice. Um, I've been to Chicago to visit a, a friend. I've been to New Orleans. I've been to Orlando, Florida. Texas three different times. Dallas twice, Houston once. Um
0: Ooh, nice.
2: Minneapolis, I guess recently. I feel oh, Vegas. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> That was a trip. That was like a <laughs>
0: That was a good time, probably. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was a good time. I would say my favorite in the US had to be New Orleans and Vegas. New Orleans cuz there's so much um culture and good food and it was it was a good time. Yeah,
0: everyone says that.
2: Yeah, yeah. and in Vegas was just it was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was just like really, But you have to have energy, I feel like. <laughs> no, Those places. To have a lot of energy cuz it's just like a lot happening um and I feel like I got the. I might be missing a few places but eh, it's fine <laughs> um outside so Montreal that was beautiful
1: and oh, wow.
2: child tip number two don't be afraid of a place that you would not normally go or you feel like it's kind of different so my apprehension apprehension sorry with um, Montreal was that it was a cold place and I don't like winter like I'm a summer spring baby I vacation in places that are hot and all that stuff so mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. Why are we going to a cold place because so was me and three other friends like why did we choose this place <laughs> like I was kind of like uh like can we go somewhere yeah. else mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know my friend has been there before and she was saying this was one of my favorite trips like you guys would love it so I was like hey you went there in the middle of February like it was freezing <laughs> but um it was an amazing trip um a lot of art a lot of culture food we met great people people were friendly um we even participated in like snow sports and things like that on a mountain like I just did things that I wouldn't have done like <laughs> anywhere else and I think oh, that's good. A- yeah, that was good. Yeah, to have, like, an open mind. Like, nowhere is off limits. Like, don't think, like, oh, well, you know, I normally like palm trees and sun, so I wouldn't like this place. Like, that's not true. That ended up being one of my um, favorite trips. Um, Cancun. Cancun was really fun. Um, I'm an outdoorsy person. Like, I love the outdoors. I love activities. I'm active. So I did a lot of that. Um, ATV, um, Shoot, what is the thing where you go on the string and like, like Tarzan? I forgot. (laughs) Zip lining? (laughs) Zip
0: lining. Zip lining, yeah.
2: Zip lining, um, slam in a Ceno, um, ate a lot, a lot of Mexican food. Like, it was that I think that was like a food tourism trip. Um, it was a lot of fun. I celebrated my 27th birthday there. Um,
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And Nigeria. So, oh, my God. So this past December, I did, like, a (laughs) world tour. Because what I was able to do with my flight is I had, in my flight to Nigeria, on the way going there, I had a one-day layover in Dubai. And on the way coming Mm -hmm. back, I had a one-day layover in Milan, Italy. So I was like, this is great. So I got to see Dubai and at first I'm like, oh, you know, it was one night enough, but I I think I did everything
0: possible. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. I think I remember you posting that trip on Instagram and being like, Wow, she has money because you spite look this um trip looks expensive. It looks nice and extravagant. I feel like you pulled out all the stops. As you should, because you never know when you're going to go back again.
2: You know, it's funny. (laughs) The Emirates Airlines, they provided that hotel for free with the flight. So I didn't even have to pay for that. Um, Oh. And, like, people are cool in other countries. So um, I remember coming out, and I was like, okay, how is this going to work? Like, I mean, my brother was there, but my brother was actually in another hotel because, like, the way Dubai does it, it's, like, they don't like people. Like, even family members, you can't stay in the same room, I guess. It's, like, against their culture to, like, if you're not married, you can't stay in the same room if you're no. But so he ended up being a different hotel completely. Anyway, so we're, like, you yeah, how are we going to do this? I didn't really make a huge itinerary for Dubai since it was just one day. So then there's mm-hmm. uh, drivers outside and they were like um hey like we can take you to town for this much and we're like yeah i don't know like we don't even really know where we're going like that and then he was like oh i know everywhere in dubai if you like pay me like five or maybe five or ten more dollars i will be your personal tour guide for the day (laughs) oh wow yeah that's nice i'm sold so that <laughs> might have been risky looking back on it, but it was we took the risk at the time. So this guy took us to all the stops. He took our picture. He was our photographer. He like waited for us. Like he was like, okay, do what you want, I'll just sit here. Like yeah, like and we had him for like wow few, hours. I don't know. Maybe he had nothing to do that day, but like he was just like our pro guide for the day. So that was a lot of fun. Saw all the buildings. Yeah, it was it was nice. It, it's very luxurious, a very luxurious trip. You just feel like, oh yeah, I'm in Dubai, <laughs> <laughs> even if you're not. Like,
0: That's what Dubai is. Yeah. I bought I can like. See that.
2: Yeah, I was just like, this is it. And Nigeria was just uh, chef's kiss, like <laughs> because this wasn't my first time. This was actually my fourth time going to Nigeria, but mind you, I'm jealous.
0: Actually, I'm so jealous.
2: Yeah, I've never actually been in Lagos, the city, before. Mm-hmm. It was only um, my village in Enugu. That's it. So I was just like, how do I have friends? And I'm seeing celebrities. They're going yeah. to Lagos for me. Like, I'm Nigerian. Like, this is not yeah. okay. And I had a lot of pushback from my parents because they didn't want me to, you know, go there. They're just like, no, you know, it's dangerous, especially, like, just you and your brother. But, you know, we ended up going anyway. And luckily we had a cousin that lives in Lagos, So she was able to, you know, show us around and things like that. But it was an amazing experience because not only are we like here, we're enjoying with our, um, like family, friends and other fellow Nigerians, but like all the, um, nigerians in the diaspora came back too so you're <laughs> like meeting up with people you know from like hey <laughs> you go to records yeah. you know what i mean and it's just <laughs> great people. all these beautiful black people and like everywhere is lit because you know here when you go to something it's like uh you know is it gonna be fun what music will they play there you know it's guaranteed it's after you're pop. questioning it yeah like, yeah, like, you know, here it's like, oh, will there be black people there? No, <laughs> yes, everyone's black. Like, it's going to be lit. So, like, in a day, you'll just, like, hop from place to place, and every place is on 10. Like, it is just, it's insane. And everything goes until, like, 7 one. Like, like it I actually couldn't keep up. Like, I had to get dropped off at the hotel early. like could, too, while everyone else continued. <laughs> right. And then I got to
0: <laughs> I've <laughs> had that somewhere every but-
2: yeah, I just got to see so much. Um, art museums, Lucky Conservation Center, um, different restaurants. Like, it was... it Like, I just feel like, especially especially if you're Nigerian, but of course, even if you're not, you definitely need to, you know, do... Like, if you've only been to Village, like, I would highly recommend you trying to do either Lagos or the Phuja, and, like, it'll be a great trip. And then coming back, I did... Milan, Italy. But I was so tired; I actually did not do anything except go to. I went out. I took a bus into town, and mm-hmm. I got spaghetti at a restaurant. And I called it a day. Yeah. <laughs> like I wish I kind of had more energy to do more, but I was kind of just like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I kind of just want to go back. You're like over it. I like I just yeah. took pictures. I eat my spaghetti, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I did Italy. <laughs> I conquered it. <laughs> so, and that was the end of my trip.
0: And then yeah, that sounds amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, that yeah. sounds like a fun, like a fun um trip. And, and I think it's that's funny about that is that um you said you were tired from the Milan trip, so I'm sure you went from Nigeria to Milan. Is that what happened with the flight? Yeah,
2: that was the
0: last yeah. stop. I literally because I can't stay on flights that long, and I have like whatever anxiety about being in the air that long. I literally would be panicking. I would have never left my room. I would have never left the airport to be honest. <laughs> I was like, I need to be here for this flight. Um, but I want I want to touch on mckay We're gonna to get to you definitely, but I wanted to touch on um, traveling. It usually does look like summertime. You talked about your Montreal trip and really enjoying it. I remember mentioning going to Iceland, or I think it was Greenland, or or Iceland to a friend, and they didn't understand why I wanted to go. And I was like, they have this huge blue lagoon. We can do a lot of outdoorsy stuff, but it's like people do travel to... experience other things not just to be in the heat I mean we live in um the northeast where the weather always changes and so people would try, try to find the heat in the winter time and in the summertime they still want to be in the heat so no one really considers those cold areas to go in and like, you know explore um and then you said about Nigeria how like you see like, all these celebrities and like people who are not even Nigerian going to Lagos mm-hmm. I my heart, honestly, every single year hurts in December <laughs> um, because for whatever reason, I'm not able to go to Nigeria. I remember the first time that I was able to go, but I refused um, just because that flight, I'm, I keep bringing it up. I'm going to keep bringing it up during this whole thing. Flights just really freaked me out. So mm-hmm. I just couldn't I couldn't get on the flight. And then years after that, it just kept not working out for me to go. and I wasn't prioritizing it. But seeing everyone there experiencing, you know, a little bit, because our culture is different than just visiting, but a little bit of our culture definitely hits my heart every December. And this December, I was so prepared to go. I was going to buy that flight in, um, actually, July. And we're now in this COVID, so I can't do that. But I'm hopeful that 2021 we're going to be all back together. But how about you, Michaela? How are you feeling? Uh, where are the different places that you've gone to in the U.S. And then the outdoors? And you can kind of chime in your memories from those trips and different tips from those trips.
1: Um, let's see. So in the U.S., I think most of my trips are like girl trips. Um, definitely okay. Miami, which we all know and love. That is the <laughs> ultimate girl trip.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Atlanta as well. I did New Year's in Philly with two of my best friends. That was a great time. I really recommend Philly. Maybe not in the winter though. It's very cold. Um, what else? South Carolina, Rhode Island. They're both kind of my home. Mm-hmm. I call them both. I'm um, always back and forth between there. Um, Chicago was very nice too. I feel like I've been to a lot of places in the U.S. Let me think. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, the state. I feel like the states are just like it's an easy place to travel there and back from right if you like traveling right so if you already enjoy internationally traveling going through the U.S. is not going to be hard
1: no especially with like we're all getting older so like my friends are moving to like different states and yeah I've been I do want to go to D.C. though one of my best friends live in D.C. and that's on my list um, out of the country I've actually only been to like four different countries um which would be Thailand, China, Mexico, and the Bahamas. And, um, oh, my God. That sounds like,
0: so the Asian countries. You were you yeah. were settled on going to the Asian countries. How was that experience?
1: Um, well, if you follow me on Instagram, what you do, everyone knows yeah. I'm best with <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. I
1: cannot, like, stop talking about that place. I think Thailand should be on everyone's bucket list. Um, just from the culture, and they're so kind, and they want, for So little, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I don't like to do the touristy thing when I'm on vacation, it just never was my style. And they're very welcoming. Like, my driver I had dinner with my um, my driver and his wife, and I that was my solo trip. Mm-hmm. So I was spending 11 days in like Thailand was like the best thing I've ever did for like in the name of self care, I guess. Um,
0: I mean, yeah, to go yeah. to an Asian country by yourself, oh, yeah. I mean. I don't know how I, I don't know how I personally would feel about it. I've gone to just like different places by myself or within different trips. I've gone like on my own sometimes, um, but definitely in a whole different country where they're speaking a different language. Yeah, I've heard about Thailand. You can tell me if this is true. It's extremely cheap there, and so even if you're just buying like a basic, if you're probably spending the same money that you're spending to go to Miami, you can almost be treated like you're a billionaire or a millionaire there. Is oh, that right? Absolutely. Yeah, I that'd... spent
1: in eleven days. I went there. I think I spent less than three hundred dollars, and I did. You went every... there for eleven days. Yeah. What? Well, I was going
0: through it. <laughs> for the money. That's, I mean, one—that's a long time to be on a trip, and I want to bring that up too. And two, but you only spent under three hundred dollars.
1: Three hundred, and it's like I, I do every excursion you can think of.
0: And what were those excursions?
1: Um, I did the elephant sanctuary, which is different than I like to say this because a lot of people think, um. I don't you don't you can ride elephants, but that is obviously a little bit more dangerous. What mm-hmm. elephants? Or you can go to the um, elephant sanctuary in Phuket where they nurture elephants back to life, which is very beautiful. And you give them like oh, a yeah. bath and like you feed them. My favorite part of the trip. And then I hung out with tigers, which I don't think I would recommend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> OK, why well, wouldn't you recommend that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just think looking back. Like, I don't know if I was on a high or chasing a high like why I did that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was safe for me or for the tigers. Like, they were pretty calm, but I'm like, they definitely had to be drugged or something because no tiger is going to hang out with a human. Like that.
0: Just really close. I I did see that picture that you post. Very close.
1: Very warm with you. The baby tigers are cool. They like jumping around. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I would ever do that again. I mean,
0: No, I'm sorry. You can no, go. No, I was going to say like some some things you do on trips, some excursions, they're just for you know that one time, that one experience, and then you can just move on from it. Yeah, yeah that's what the tiger thing was that for was you.
1: It. Never again. Yeah.
0: But you mentioned um, doing touristy things. You don't you don't like to do touristy things when you're on trips. What does that mean?
1: So for me, um, if I'm going to another country like Thailand or the Bahamas or something that um, they could really use, like. I guess, the American currency or mm-hmm. the U.S. currency. Um, I don't like to eat at restaurants that are, if I'm staying in a hotel, that my hotel recommends. I don't like to do Oh, just okay. things because our mo- they are, they're are—they're getting the money. But, like, when you go, mm-hmm. like, further, like, maybe a little more south or you talk to the locals, you know that, especially in uh, Thailand. Like, our dollar, I believe, is $33 to them. Oh, yeah, so that's... imagine what that money does, like, how far that goes. For them. So I try to stay away from even if it's something I don't necessarily want to do, like, um, I'll just do it or I'll just make sure I always tip a little extra. Just because the US we get a bad rep anyways to how we go into other countries and we're not respectful and we are very entitled. So I try to at least do my part and just shop local or eat at mom and pop shops or get drivers that aren't recommended to me by my hotel. Yeah, and that's like I You
0: almost can get the true actual culture of the country that you're in when you do stuff like that. I don't know how, um, I don't know how you were, Joanne, but when I hear people talk about traveling or what they experience, like when they go to Cancun, like they they, they stay on the resorts because it's recommended because it's kind of dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, I know they always bring up the danger aspects and all of that. Um, but you kind of, you get more of a culture when you go off of what, when you just go off kind of the grid of what the actual hotel or whatever is recommending.
1: Right. And have mm-hmm.
0: you feel like that's made your trips more like, Rich, have you learned more about different cultures that way instead of like, doing what the hotels recommending? How has that been for you?
1: Definitely, because um, they kind of just the I feel like when I say a hotels versus like Airbnbs or like staying with a host, um, they're gonna do whatever they they feel like is gonna make you comfortable versus like what their country is actually about. Like I want to learn the culture. I went to a bunch of temples in Thailand, but not the ones like there was. There's a lot of more like more temples um like tucked away in mm-hmm. like the don't know what to call it like I guess the more low income yeah the real like how people actually living in Thailand and you see people that they don't have shoes on and they're having Mm -hmm. the time of their life and they're all very nice and they say it's dangerous to go off grid or go off map but to me that's the best experience I don't want to know I can learn that on YouTube you know they always show you the real like the pretty side of countries and not the like the raw the real
0: Yeah, we definitely see a lot of even if even in the Bahamas. I know Joanne, you mentioned wanting to have gone there. Michaela, you went there. I'm sure they always show us like this big pool in the Bahamas and big resorts that you can go to, and um, obviously enjoy your time, enjoy the heat of the country, enjoy the beauty of the country. But there are are actually people living there, and the people who work there, they live there, and so they experience a whole different thing that you experience when you travel there. Um, I think that's why also people are like, oh, I love so-and-so country but sometimes i actually think what if someone from thailand or the bahamas or jamaica who actually lives in that country spoke up and was just like they don't want visitors like just ex- exploiting their land or we also come and experience how we actually live like Michaela, you experienced that too mm-hmm. how about you joanne when you went to you're out of like out of the country places did you ever go off grid i
2: think i did with just about oh um in cancun we did but it was kind of by accident to be honest with you we took took local transportation so we were like on the bus and stuff which is actually like i don't even know if we were supposed to do that but like la-di-da like on the bus and then i don't know if we missed the stop or we got on the wrong bus but we ended up like in the trenches (laughs) like we're like (laughs) <laughs> um, and then we told the bus driver, like, you know, we're kind of lost. Um, but then he was just like, oh, you know, just like, you know, get off here and, you know, do this and that. So we, you know, we just followed the instructions. Um, you know, it wasn't that, it was cool. Cause like you get to see, you know what I mean? Like you get to see like the other parts, it's not just hotels and, you know, restaurants. It's like, oh, okay. So this is how it is. Like there's markets, there's things to buy. You know, ended up buying a few things before waiting for the next bus. But I'm kind of glad, you know, we made that mistake so we're able to um, see some stuff outside of the like touristy area we're in. Um, mm-hmm. In Montreal, yeah, we were just like we were we were in there. Like our Airbnb was, you know, on a you know in a busy kind of like I want to say like urbanish area of Montreal. So like we were, you know, right there. <laughs> Um and I I like that we did that because we we were just right there. Like we were at the farmers' market, we got to go to the market, we got to try local things, local restaurants and things like that. Um, we took the subway, we took the train. I always try to do that with the transportation, I always try to take local transportation. I don't know why, but it kind of brings, <laughs> you know, it, it, it brings yourself more you know, into, um, into the country you're staying. Like you just feel like, you know, kind of like that local experience. Um, so yeah, in Nigeria, uh, well, I kind of like, because I stayed within, in Nigeria, I stayed on, my hotel was in, oh my God, where can I remember this? Victoria Island, um, and we took Lucky, Lucky Phase 1, um, where else did we go? Ikoi, which are all considered like, you know, like safe places, like a lot of like tourists and things like that. Um, didn't really, we went into mainland, but like not really, like just for like, uh, you know, for like a market and stuff like that, but wasn't really there long. Um the reason being, To be honest, that was most for, you know, I mean, I guess, one, just to, like, you know, be safe, and also because my parents were, like, freaking out, and were like, you better stay your butts on the island.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: respect, we're like, you know, we're gonna stay our butts on the island, because we're already, the whole trip was already in rebellion (laughs) to begin with, so
0: we're like, okay, okay,
2: give them a heart attack, so you know, we just try to follow rules. But then again, we were kind of there for that experience anyway, because it's not like it was my first time to Nigeria itself. It's not like I've never seen outside of Lagos. It's like the three other times I've been there, I've seen, you know, I was in the village, like I was in um, Anugu and all that. So this trip was kind of like it was supposed to kind of be that that vibe anyway. So but yeah.
0: Yeah, I um I've been to one place. It's not out of the country, yet, and I completely understand it's not out of the country. But um Puerto Rico, because it has a whole different mm-hmm. land and country, I like to count it as one of my out of the country places. You no, know, they have a whole different language, a whole different currency. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to Puerto Rico, I know the most difficult thing was um, interacting with even the local shops, the local the people who were working there because they didn't speak English, and it was almost a culture shock when I I was there there for a track meet. I was there for a whole track event. And the biggest culture shock was when I left the track event and I walked down and they had pliables but I'm sure in Puerto Rico all that fruit was so much fresher. So I'm trying to buy a pliable and it, the interaction that I had with this person was, it wasn't negative at all, but I was so confused the entire time because they were saying something. I was like, why don't these words, I was thinking in my head, why don't these words transfer as as easily in English? I ended up not getting pliables just because I couldn't explain. And then I asked him for some information because I wanted to actually find a beach that was close by. I couldn't even get information for the beach. So then I just like kind of just took myself back to the track Me, I sat down like, wow, this traveling thing is harder than I thought it was. <laughs> like going out of the country or experiencing a different culture is a lot harder um, than at least me personally thought it was. But it's not, it's never my, um, my goal when I travel is to go and learn new things. But that, that first experience was just multi, mostly a culture shock. Um, have you guys been in a place where you couldn't communicate with people who you were traveling around or it was really, really difficult? And what was that experience like?
2: oh my god
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> Montreal, okay so i don't know how we ended up in this neighborhood apparently the neighborhood was like it was like french you know they they all spoke french but for whatever reason we found out it was like an anti-american like they didn't like american source for whatever reason so it, oh my gosh yeah, we were more like trying to see some sites when like we were asking people like like all this stuff and then when we realized oh, okay they don't speak English here two of my friends actually like they're not fluid but they speak some French like they took you know some classes and things like that so they were mm-hmm. saying you know trying to talk to people in their you know the French they knew and like you like you if you saw them they look like they were just like we were homeless or something like <laughs> like they see us kind of like you we are just walking like no and like it happened over and over at first they're like okay maybe it's something but like it was just happening over and over and we were like dead lost like i don't even remember like why we were there we were just ended up lost somewhere and no one could help and i believe we uh called the uber and then the uber like it was weird like they didn't speak <laughs> like it was like so much going on that we had to cancel that Uber and get another one and then finally we got like you know the Uber and he was really friendly and he uh, spoke English and he was like oh yeah how did you guys end up here like they don't like y'all over here like oh my god (laughs)
0: um, oh my gosh yeah Yeah, that's scary
2: so i'm like wow like thank god i had like i was here with not only three other friends but two of them that actually knew some a little bit of french because like if i was here by myself i might have gotten in some trouble like it would have been very awkward (laughs) because at least with our four heads we're able to figure it out but i remember there's a period of time we were like. Sitting down on a bench for like twenty minutes, trying to figure out like what the heck we we're gonna do. So um, yeah, so yeah, that could definitely happen. I mean, thankfully, that was my only experience like that.
0: Yeah, that sounds. I don't know what I would have done if I ended up in an anti-American place, but I feel like that's that's um, pretty common. I don't I don't know if you guys have encountered that while you've been traveling outside the country, but I've heard of different anti-American groups like because people come to their country I think Michaela you mentioned this earlier like people come to the countries are just pretty dis- disrespectful um but we I'm happy you survived I'm happy you're here with us to tell the story um but what about you Michaela have you had any interactions where you just couldn't communicate
1: um I've I've had one and it was in China uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: only in the airport and I tell my friends this all the time you couldn't pay me there isn't enough money <laughs> To ever visit China, because of how. Bad. Oh, oh girl. <laughs> for me, it was just in the review that that I got. Um, like when I booked my ticket for that airport, said they were awful. But uh, yeah, everything is in um, I don't is it Mandarin? I don't know the.
0: I think it's Mandarin. Okay, I, I'm almost first Mandarin, yeah.
1: Okay, so everything is in their language, like every single thing from the bathroom to just elevators like everything so I did I asked someone um like a bathroom attendant and she just ignored me and then I would ask like people that like like certain different um like airlines and they would they just ignored me the whole time until I finally found like another woman who saw me struggling and she helped me like even their um drink machine was in like Mandarin and I just did not I I was scared because I was like, I'm going to miss a <laughs> flight. Like, I don't know where I'm going. Yeah. I have no idea what any of this is, but she luckily helped me. But that was my only, like, bad experience I had.
0: And what airport was that exactly in
1: China? I want to or say th- Shanghai. Is that the only airport they have there? No, I think they have a – that – I'm not sure, actually. Because a lot uh-huh. of people um, – my now lady, they are from um, Japan. And she actually told me to try not to fly into that airport, like, The reviews are awful so I kind of expected that I'd have a hard time but I'm hard-headed and I have to learn (laughs) for myself and yeah that was it was pretty bad like
0: yeah I just the confusion that would be on my face seeing (laughs) like the Chinese symbols seeing Mandarin on the on the but I think that that would like I understand your experience was bad I think that I would just like purposely have to just force myself to learn it yeah like before, you know, you get there just so you can you're able to ask people questions, um, because I know they have this thing in China too, where it's like they're not used to seeing black people. Yep, and so they see you, and they are so interested oh, no. in just you as a person, or they're so disrespectful. It, like it, it can be a, spe- a spectrum. I've had I've had um, people tell me both different different um, experiences they've had, but I'm just like, dang, like that seems like. That seems like a little oh, difficult, yeah, but
1: um, they definitely like to take pictures of you. But I, with the research, knew that too—that you can sit okay. down and they will really just come in your face and start taking pictures. And I'm like, I'm that in is weird. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but I'm like, I can't do anything. Like, I kind of just have to like, I can walk away, but they're still gonna take pictures, and that's just like.
0: Yeah, That is so, that is so funny. Um, who did I know? I saw someone go to Thailand recently, and I had a friend from high school who, like, lives overseas now. Both of them had, when they were first went to China, had recorded these videos of them first landing in China and being in an Asian country. And in both those videos, like, these just several people, they don't know each other, but in both those videos... Chinese people were taking pictures of them, touching their hair without asking, just staring at them straight because they're just not used to seeing Black people.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, but I definitely would want, Asian culture is like super unique to me. So I would, that would be a place I would want to go. You know, I, I would want to go there, but I would have to mentally prepare for being looked at like a freaking artifact or like, a, like being in a museum. Yeah, so. What are your on your? I know you guys mentioned like you both had trips that you had to cancel because of COVID, but um, between the trips that you guys planned and between the trips you guys are just thinking about, what, where are you wanting to go? Where are some places that you want to explore and why do you want to explore those places?
2: Okay, so (laughs) I, my top four, it's funny because my top four are all in Africa. Uh, nice. I just really yeah, experienced in the continent of Africa that just can't be like matched anywhere mm-hmm. it's Very, very unique. It can't be replicated. But um I want to go first of all, I want to go to Ghana. Ooh, my brother's calling me. Sorry about that. Um I wanna to go to Ghana. Um, I actually was not supposed to, but, um, that was the first plan actually for this trip was to go to Ghana first. Then it was mm-hmm. Dubai, like all of it, Dubai, Ghana, Nigeria. <laughs> it was <really> the <laughs> and then I was just like, all right, this might be too much. <laughs> like, let me, <laughs> <You're the laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like I wouldn't be able to like do everything, you know, like why rush it? So I'm like, yeah, I'll just do Ghana like in the, in the upcoming years. So I want to do Ghana. Um, Morocco, oh my God, so beautiful by the picture. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like it has like, a lot of culture, a lot of good food, um, a lot of beauty in there. So, really want to do Morocco. Um, really want to do Kenya and Seychelles. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's, it's Seychelles. It starts with the S E Y, but it's a beautiful um, island off the coast of uh, East Africa. And mm-hmm. it's perfect honeymoon esque destination, but of course you can you know go um, you know by yourself or with friends. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that would just be like a beautiful, relaxing trip. Um, Rose and I want to go to Bali and Thailand. Um, I put Bali, Bali. slash Thailand because I heard they have like some like similar like overlapping kind of activities a little bit in there. But I, I definitely want to go to both. Um, but I don't know which one I want to do first yet, but it's definitely one of them. Um, yeah, I would say those are my top five. Um, yeah.
0: Those sound, those sound super interesting. Michaela, do they have like the overlapping, um, activities in Bali and Thailand? Like how close are they? Do you know?
1: You said the activities?
0: Yeah. For Bali and Thailand, are are they close by?
1: Oh, they, some, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. Joanne, she she went there, so like oh. she could definitely help you out for you in regards to that. Um but how about you McHill? What are your you can do a top four too? Top four places you want to go explore and why. All
1: right. So my first place is Jamaica, which my child yes. is there, cannot wait.
0: Yes, I'm so excited for
1: <laughs> <laughs> me too. I hope we all yeah. push you back again. Like I'm yeah. ready um, mm-hmm. for the culture alone. Um, mm-hmm. Jamaica has been on my list since I was a little girl. I'm not even sure what ex- what exactly it is that like makes me fall in love with that place, but mm-hmm. um, definitely Bob Marley's house too. I think I want to check that out.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: And then um, Cuba. I had to cancel my Cuba trip, which I was going on next week. <sighs> <laughs> I know. yeah <laughs> oh gosh yeah for me Cuba is the culture I think I just mm-hmm. love like, how colorful it is um, the traditional cars the cigars I just think I I just really want to experience that and I'm kind of going there for my dad too my dad has always had this love for Cuba he's been, he's been he was in the military so I think the way he explains it just kind of makes me really want to just dive into that oh yeah then um like you mentioned before i definitely want to go to iceland so bad
0: okay are you creating a trip some therapy trip for that because not- i definitely want to go
1: <laughs> but i will I
0: like, sign up
1: i heard it was overhyped but i feel like that's something i would have to see for myself
0: okay yeah 100 percent.
1: and then um london and paris again i heard it was overhyped but i don't care i feel like i need to experience that the, how beautiful it is and yeah those are my top four yeah, I think I think as
0: a traveler, I'm not a, I'm working on becoming a traveler. But as a traveler, one then Paris has to be on your trip, and then whatever native country that you're from definitely has to be on that trip itinerary. Um, but uh, going into the travel tips, I know Joanne, you saw, you shared a couple of travel tips during um, when you were explaining where you've been. But I want you guys to explain just some travel tips, and if you guys want to bounce off ideas off each other, you guys can definitely do that as well what are some really key travel tips for someone who wants to explore more either even on their own or in a group and you can feel like they need to know like travel travel tips you sh- you shared some travel tips Joanne yeah. but I want to know' some travel tips you would share to anybody who wants to travel solo or even with a group. Anything you feel like they would need to know? I know you shared some before, but you can share some more if you want. Sure, let me think. Um, I know one was, um. I know my sister's friend, my older sister, right? her best friend told her one of the travel tips she has is like buying the tickets at the airport. Now, but it doesn't mean the same day you go, you buy it at the airport, but like she said, before you go, actually go into the airport and buy the ticket because it's cheaper in the airport than it is online. And all, because online um, has all these um, convenience fees. So a lot of the fees that you experience online are just because of the convenience of being able to purchase it in your home. And you can get some of that money off in the airport. Now, I've never tried that, but I have shared that tip with everybody. I'm like, y'all got to go try this and see if you can save some money. I'm going to try it to my next, you know, little excursion I go to. But some, some, some tips like that.
2: Oh, to be honest, thank you for sharing. I actually had no idea. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> I didn't know you could even really do it like that, but I was going to try that. Um, I would Definitely. Think, um have a plan, but also don't over plan, like if that makes sense. So I would have some sort of um, like idea of the you know places you want to go and things you want to do and see um, mm-hmm. but let it be like a really loose kind of plan but I wouldn't like not have some people do like some people just go to countries and wing it um, and it works for them I'm like not <laughs> I don't think I'm one of those those people because I find that sometimes, you'll like it'll be like four days will pass and you realize like wait, what did I really do? And sometimes you miss out on like experiences that like, oh, had I known this was here, I would have seen it and it's like too late, you're already halfway across the world, like you're back at home. Um and why I say is don't over plan is because you want to leave some leeway just to relax and do things that might come up in the trip. Like you might not have something that you even knew was there or you planned and you might just see a walking down the street. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this. So I felt that in the Montreal trip, we kind of over planned just a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. No offense to like, you know, my friends that are, I mean, it was great that we, you know, you know, we're prepared, but we just, over a little bit, like, we had meetings, like, every week, to, we had, like, a host, like, a time schedule, that's what I mean by, actual, by, like, eight o'clock, do this, like, all the stuff, and sometimes, it's, like, (sighs) like, it's, like, wait, like, you know, you just kind of feel overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. I know there's a day that we had, like, four or five different restaurants that we wanted to eat at, but we also had went to the farmer's market and bought groceries. So we're like, are we going to eat these groceries? Or are we going to hit up the restaurant? So I'm like, yo, I just got money on these groceries. I'm eating these groceries. But then <laughs> the people were like, well, I really want yeah. to hit up these two restaurants because it's not like we live here and we're never going to be back. And we are both in yeah. our opinions. But it's like, now nah, what do we do? So we ended up trying to like cram everything. We were running around. Like <laughs> It was just kind of like, dang, like, I wish we had just like left it. You know, up in the air a little bit. Like you can have certain priorities, like, okay, we're here, these four places is a definite, like we have to go here and and then have a middle ground, like, okay, I would like to, but it's not, you know, really required kind of thing, like middle area, like as if it's like a Mm -hmm. vendor. Then you have places that like, oh, you know, I just heard of this, but you know, I don't really it's not high on the on the list or whatever. So leave a lot of leeway. Don't um you know, stress yourself out trying to like over plan too much, but do have, um, do, you know, quickly jot down some places or if you want to just have it up in your brain, that's fine. But like have some idea of what you're going to do when you actually get to the destination.
0: Yeah, definitely leave room to kind of let things flow. I definitely, that makes a lot of sense. Um, because a lot of times, because there's, there's so many main attractions in a lot of the places that we travel to, we want to go to every single main attraction, but we don't know what's going to happen in the middle. That's probably either going to introduce another attraction or maybe an under, an under cover attraction you can still go to and have it just as much fun.
2: Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. And, and have that experience. Uh, do you have any more travel tips? I know you, you shared a couple during, um your where you're gonna go or where you've been
2: um yeah i said keep an open mind um yeah just let you go and then also like start locally like start with what you can so don't be intimidated so a lot of people i feel like when they think of traveling they think it has to be santorini you know it's like these big extravagant and they're like well i don't have the money and this like i don't have the time off from work and or, you know, I I'm, live with my parents and they're really strict and they don't let me go. And, like, all these, like, all the lists of things that on why they shouldn't go. But, like, it doesn't have to always be that, like, yeah, that's great if you're able to get the opportunity to go um to these target, mm-hmm. But traveling is, like, what you make it. You don't have to leave the state. Like, to be honest, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's really what you make it. Like, if you, you know go drive down south and like me and my sister were like even what we were planning to do this year before COVID like rent a beach house you know for a few days and just relax because the main point of traveling is to like escape kind of what your normal um you know lifestyle would be so all the stresses and you know everything going on in your life that you have to deal with and when you're at home work, family, your building, your neighborhood, whatever, it's kind of, you're taking a break for that. So that's also why it helps with mental health. So um, I feel that since people are hung up on the whole big, like, extravaganza of traveling, they end up not doing anything. Like, they don't even go, like, I know people that are like, oh, I really want to go to, um, like, Dubai, but they haven't been to D.C. yet. Like, I really want to go to Greece. They haven't been to Philly. Like, you know what I mean? Like start start there first. Like it, it's like, oh, I'm planning in two years I'm gonna go, um, I'm finally gonna be able to go to South Africa. But like you've
0: never been to South Jersey. Like I really,
1: you know what I mean? you gotta
0: start school. You have to start that school. is bag. No, that is so true. Um, Not not to even cut you off, but Mm -hmm. I almost felt like I wasn't doing enough as a traveler because I would go in within within the United States. But what I've learned from traveling within the United States is that, one, I do want to see more places, and two, it might take me a a little more, you know, planning to go to these different places. But I, I only could have learned that if I went to these places in the U.S. first. Like if I started small and just kind of started with what I had first, Mm -hmm. that's definitely a great tip. How about you, Michaela? Do you have any travel tips for specifically, honestly, Black women traveling um, across either the U.S. or out of the country?
1: Yes, let's see. Um, The first tip is to always trust your instinct. And I think that one, especially if you're solo traveling, um, if something feels wrong, it is probably wrong and get out. Um, I would look up the, this is like more so, I guess, when you go to other countries, um, I try to look up like mm-hmm. the dress code, not the dress code, but like what's acceptable. Because one where like we're yeah. black women and we're already getting stared <laughs> at and it's like, I don't want to go to a country. That, um, you know, some countries that women have to be fully clothed. I'm not going to do that, but I don't want to like mm-hmm. maybe wear something I would wear in Miami to something I would wear in like in, like one of like the Asian countries. Yeah. Um, I also say this is something more for safety um, that I do. Amazon has little like whistles or just little like light. They almost look like toys that you can blow, but it's very loud in case you are ever in danger because
0: it's oh send me that link so i can put it in i can put it below of the episode by
1: Okay, because it is definitely needed people don't really think a little things like that um i like to solo travel but um we can't always fight someone off or just if you feel uncomfortable you make you blow the whistle it is very loud like too loud um and i would definitely send you that um another thing is to stand your ground like we are going to other countries and um We don't want to, like, argue with them about, like, a price, but they will try to get one over on us because, again, we are women. Like, they, I don't know, it's a thing. Like, try to negotiate all prices and make sure when you get into a taxi that you agree on a certain price because there's been times that um, we would agree on a price. And then when I would get out to pay them, it would be, like, twice, like, the currency, I guess, that we agreed on. It's like, I'm not going to argue with you, but I'm also not going to, like, jip myself out.
0: No. Yeah. That, I completely understand that word. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And my my favorite thing to do is just follow all the YouTubers before going on a trip. I have a lot of YouTubers I follow that look like me because they give you the real like what can yes. for us. Um, just like I wear braids damn near every... Sorry, I don't know if I can swear. I wear braids on every... Swear. Swear. <laughs> on every trip I go to, I probably have braids in my hair. It's a protective style. It works for me. But I definitely, um, the YouTubers I follow, they would tell you, like, where to go, where to stay, if it's safe for Black women, um, what to expect is big. Yeah. And then to relax. I think a lot of times, yeah. yeah, we travel and want to do so many things on our list. And it's like, no, I want to lay by the pool or lay in bed for a day. I think that's okay. I don't know if we yeah. have permission, but...
0: And that is facts. The whole point you're on the trip is to relax, to experience new culture, but you don't want to be stressed while you're on a trip. Right. And I love that you mentioned YouTube because I'm always telling the people around me, YouTube has literally everything you can, you can search everything on YouTube. And so, especially um, let me also say this when the whole social justice and racism protest started in this country and people were, people were saying, you know, being black in this country is, searching, is this country safe for black people on Google? That's something that I never did. Girl. You know, that, that, that's something that I never considered. And so when I, after I saw that, I was like, well, wait a minute, I do have to consider how all these countries do um, treat black people, they treat black women. That, that's also a very important thing to search up. That's definitely a tip that I took from everybody saying it. So you even saying that you researched it on YouTube and not only that you researched it that you looked at people who were looking like you like other black women is super super important um in regards to just your safety on these trips. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's um because you want to go you want to be carefree, you want to be able to relax. So that, that's the whole thing. But you can't relax if you're in a country that you know you can be discriminated against if not worse. And you're so far you know, from because home. you're out, yeah, and you're so far from home. So like calling for help is not like even an option. So you want to make sure where you're going is safe. Yeah. And I, I also want to highlight that's the importance of you know what you guys do between a travel blog and the trips and therapy, a travel group, kind of creating that sp- that safe space for Black women to understand either where they're going through the blog or have a support system when they travel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like even the information that Joanne you share on your blog. It's like, of course, it's places that I want to go, but I'm also like, okay, I'm looking at you, I'm like, you're a Black woman, you're a Nigerian woman, and if you felt comfortable in doing this safe in another country, I can only expect to feel comfortable and safe. And then, um, Michaela, with trips and therapy, I knew I was traveling with a bunch of other Black women, Um, so I knew I was going to be safe, and just to give a little bit of a background, Michaela started Trips and Therapy, um, and I actually met, met Mikayla through my sister, and she was like, you got to go on this trip. We got to go to Jamaica <laughs> together, and we were planned to have a Jamaica trip in October. I was super, super excited, um, but obviously, due to COVID, things had to be pushed back, which I completely understand, but that almost kind of brings you a sense of community with having a group of Black women traveling to, you know, whatever place, planning to have a lot of fun. Yeah. There are not many travel groups like that. No.
1: And that's big for
0: me. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if you guys each individually um, research travel groups, but from what a friend of mine um, told me, she was like, "Okay, look at this young professionals travel group," and it was a lot of white people. So it's like I don't even feel safe. But um, for like a travel group that is probably specifically tailored to black women, we are going to be able to experience, you know. More luxury, right? More safety, more community, even on the trip out of the country. Um So I definitely want to highlight the fact that you, you Joanne, having a travel blog and Michaela having a travel group and starting one, we're in a we're in a good position. So I want everyone to take advantage of what they have in regards to resources. And Michaela, were you thinking about that when you started your travel group? What were you thinking about when you started your travel
1: group? When I started, so. Like you said, I'm from Rhode Island, but I'm also from a small town in Rhode Island, which is Newport, which um, Mm -hmm. the black community is so small. Like, Mm -hmm. and um, when I would travel constantly, my DMs were like, how do you do that? Like, how can you afford to do that? Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, I wish I could do that. Just a bunch of questions. And I'm like, traveling is not as expensive as a lot of people make it seem. But if I could Mm -hmm. just, I really thought it would be like a small group of us going. But then when like people started reaching out, I was like, wow, like, Black people weren't always allowed this luxury to just pick up and mm-hmm. go. So when it started growing, I was like, oh, I have to like, I have to do it. Like before, when it was just a thought, I was like, no, like, mm-hmm. we should be seen. Because when you when you do look up, you just see like a lot of white people or people from other countries traveling. And it's very rare that you see You can get a group of Black people to like go to a country and just really enjoy themselves and be free and like be on vacation. So that I definitely took that in mind when um, trips and therapy became, like, real, I guess.
0: Yeah, 100%. Even, um, also, jo- Joanne, with you wanting to highlight the African dysphoria, people ignore how beautiful our countries are. Yep. So, so are you thinking about that when you started, um, you know, started your blog to highlight them?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I was really amazed that when I came back, like, a lot of people were very interested and these were also like black americans other people that were only nigerian and there's just so much interest like almost like there is a demand almost like this doesn't exist already you know like something for um these particular countries to um like highlight themselves i mean i'm sure there is but like you know what i mean like maybe nobody in their friend group or whatever you know could really went and come back and tell the story and, you know, share like all these like tips and ideas. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's actually a, a, a demand for this. Um, so I really wanted to be able to um, share that. And I wanted to be able to highlight and showcase um, all the beauty and, and culture and just positive experiences um, in these countries. Cause I know what deters a lot of people is, Fear, to be honest, like, um, a lot of our parents yeah. a lot of fear in
0: It does, um, it's true.
2: Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, you know, I'm scared, so I'm not going to go. Um, But, um like you said, it's like, hey, I'm a young Black woman. I did it, like, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully, um, other people will be able to see themselves and me and also garner that interest and um, take part in that same experience. And of course, um, you know, I could give tips on, you know, areas to say that are the most safe, especially if you're by yourself, if you're a woman and all that stuff. And to help people, because I don't want it to be like, I think a part of me is like, like, after I went and came back, I'm like, hmm, like, how come it's not like a lot of countries in Africa aren't really like on the map, as these other places, Mm -hmm. you know, like, how come it's like, You know, when you hear, and not only um, in Africa, but also like some diasporan countries, like just to be real, like, you know, um, when someone says like, oh, I went to, you know, Greece and, you know, Thailand and Korea, and it's like, oh, someone else is like, oh, yeah, well, I went to Haiti and, you know, Ghana, and someone else is like, oh, okay, like, that was fun, like, I don't know, like, I
0: just,
2: (laughs) like, yeah, like, some other countries, just, like, more, like, oh, yeah, that's, like, amazing, and it's, like, we have all these countries, like, far and wide, like, you know what I mean, you could get different, like, look how diverse Africa is, there's Egypt, there's um, South Africa, there's Morocco, like, there's just so many, such variations, so, so much diversity and so much beauty, like, You can get so much out of that. I just don't want it, um, you know, excluded from the conversation. Like that really actually like saddens me a little bit. (laughs) Not that important. Yeah. So it's important to see all of. Oh no problem. Um, I think I was saying that I just didn't want um, Africa and the diaspora to be left out of you know the 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 travel conversation that so many of my peers Mm are having. So this was kind of a way for me to um you know highlight all those places because these are the places I I was planning to go so you know two birds in a stone kind of thing
0: yeah a hundred percent because I feel like Africa is so beautiful I, I mean in so obviously in the media they paint it as this country that just needs so much and you know wants for so much can't do for themselves I mean, continent, but Africa and all the countries are beautiful in their own separate ways. And I love how you said you wanted to visit Morocco, uh, you wanted to visit um, seashells, because they're they're just completely different spots of this huge continent of Africa. And I feel like we so freely explore our own continent of the United States, right? We're living in the United States, we so freely explore it. How come we can't, you know, um, experience and explore the in of Africa? Why can't it be looked at as just as beautiful um, as every other place?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I, 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 personally, I love gracing the horizons. I love trips and therapy. It's, it's so important. Um, I think that both what you guys are both doing is super important to black women because we deserve to experience, you know, travel and luxury the same way as, you know, other people, even though we don't see ourselves on these brochures, we're still traveling and making it a priority Um, and we still had those same interests and curiosities. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, I'm going to share mine first, but what was maybe your craziest travel story? So this can be from either inside the United States or outside the country. I wanted us to talk and end on talking about our craziest travel stories. Now, I have two. I'm going to share two funny experiences. The first one was Um, I was in Vegas. Duane, you said you love Vegas. (laughs) I was in Vegas, and we had planned a couple of different excursions, one of them being a um, pool bus tour. And I guess we were going to go to these different pools in um, Las Vegas, and we're going to be going on this different bus with a bunch of other people. And um, I don't know whether it was the motion of the bus or the liquor I was drinking, but I didn't have... Enough capacity to reach the third pool. Like I think there was four pools in general. I only make it to the second one. Um, I was literally just too drunk. <laughs> I was too drunk, and I was I was grabbing at, grabbing at my friends to help me. I'm like, guys, you need to help me. I'm too drunk. They're drunk, and they couldn't even help me at all. So I had to actually get off the bus and convince them that I was okay to get an Uber by myself to go back to the apartment. That's how drunk I was. that's how like it was was a very fun experience and I wish I made the whole thing but I know if I got to the last pool I probably would have went home in a stretcher so I had to just call it quits at the second and um, that was one of that's a child experience I'll never forget because I was in the Uber on the way back to the Airbnb and it was a white man and it's not like I didn't I could even decipher if I could trust him or not because um, I was already too drunk I was already in the car but I was like, I yelled, stop. I'm like, I'm like, stop, stop, stop the car. And he stopped the car like on the middle of this whatever road. And he let me just puke outside of his car. Like he just let, I was there. And then when I closed the door, he was like, "Um, he was like, all right, we're going to get you home. And he was very, de- he was like very determined to get me home. So when, when, Duane, when you mentioned that Uber driver in Dubai, I thought about that Uber driver and, um, or the taxi driver. I thought about the Uber driver in Las Vegas who was determined to get me home and keep me safe. And oh. Very much appreciated that um, from him. But um, another experience I had was actually at the airport. And as experienced traveler, travelers, I know y'all are going to judge me for this one, but I was taking a Spirit flight. <laughs> Have y'all taken Spirit before? I've
2: <laughs> yeah, Spirit once yeah, before. <laughs> I did
1: front, uh,
0: Frontier. Front, okay, you did it Frontier. How about you, Joanne?
2: Yeah, I took Spirit once before.
0: It was- this was from the same, yeah. It was from the same Vegas trip. It was just a stressful whole trip. But um the on the trip, I guess we had planned. Me personally, I'm like, I'm gonna get to the airport three hours early. And I don't care if I have to sit in the airport and wait. I'm just not gonna miss flights. Um so I was with you know a bunch of other white my girls and we we're taking a girls trip to Vegas, and they just kept saying, like, oh, two hours is enough. Two hours is enough, and I knew two hours was not enough to get through the flight. So we get to the airport and um, we notice that all the computers are down at Spirit. They're literally doing this manually. They're checking everyone into their flights manually. Um, have you guys ever experienced that? Someone literally paper and pen checking wow. you into your flight. That's insane. Okay. No, literally it was crazy. So the line was taking extra long. You can clearly see between Spirit and all the other airlines. That they were just taking a longer time to get everyone through this flight, um, but they did not delay the flight, knowing that they didn't have the paperwork for every single person to get on it who booked it. They did not delay the flight even in even thirty minutes. And so when me and my friends got there, we checked in. Um, we checked in, and we're on the line for security. For whatever reason, everybody on my security line forgot water bottles in their purses. I was like, dang, can y'all just listen to the rules? (laughs) Like listen to the rules, take out your water bottles. Almost every single person, whether it was baby milk, whether it was like Powerade or just regular water, everyone had something in their bags. And so it delayed my line getting through security, but my three friends had gotten through and just been through. I thought I was smart by going to a different line. So I checked in, I'm in the line. I'm literally at the end of being like through security. And I hear the spirit flight has finished boarding or whatever the last boarding call is where we'll we're closing the doors in like two minutes. And you've been through the Las Vegas airport, right, Joanne? Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It, it's it's really big, that airport. Um, state of the art, state of the art um, airport. I had to sprint from security to my flight to with spirit to wherever the spirit doors were just to make that flight. And, um, it's, I think about it now and I'm just like, I get frustrated when I think about it because it's like, I didn't have to be here this long. I I didn't have to endure this. It's because everybody in front of me had their bottles in their bags, but, um, I actually took off my shoes and sprinted to the spirit door, because I was not missing my flight. And as I was sprinting, I overheard and I I saw this black couple look at me, and this and the wife was just like, "That's why I get to all my flights on time because I'm not gonna be sprinting through no airport." And I just like <laughs> have my heart, I have my heart break a little bit because I was like, damn, "I'm really sprinting through an airport to get on this damn flight back home," but I was not gonna miss it. I was not going to miss it at all. And I um, sprinted through the airport and I got there. And the only reason the flight was still safe for me, because my friend refused to sit down on the flight. She stayed in the middle boarding area like where you line up to get in, actually on the plane. And she was just like, I have a friend coming and she was explaining to the woman, like Spears flight, see, spirits computers were down. Why are you going to still send this flight on, on time? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. And so I was, I actually got to the door and I was the last person they let through the doors. But because I was on that spirit line, I know there was like 20 other people behind me who needed to get on this flight. And they still closed the door. They still sent it out on time. I was the last person to make it. Um, but that was a horrible experience. I was just really mad during the whole entire time, but you know, that, that was me. So I had a pretty, like, I had a really, really lit experience at the airport and um or out on the trip. And I had a super bad experience at the airport on the same trip. But what if, what about you guys? Do you guys have any memorable experiences on these trips that you've gone to?
2: I kind of had a um, like flight situation similar to yours, except I actually missed the flight.
0: <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, so it was kind of like like that. Um, it was just funny because I was there. I was in the airport. I was actually buying like breakfast. Like, oh, let me buy breakfast. And literally, I saw people line up. You know when you see people line up to get into a flight? So I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like, the doors weren't closed. And then my friend was on the plane, like, oh, are you around? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just right here. I'm just, like, buying water. And I'm, like, walking. So I joined the line to get in the plane. They're, like, check, check, checking people. And then all of a sudden, they get to me, and they stop. And they're, like, oh, sorry. Like, the person in front of you was, like, the last seat. And I was, like, wait, what? And I was, like, huh? (laughs) And then they're, like, yeah, like, the flight last night was canceled. So, la, la, la. You could just – um." Book another flight for tomorrow. Like I was like, whoa, like they didn't explain next like, hours like for tomorrow. Like I was like, wait, no, like I can't. So like a lot it was a lot of back and forth. I ended up having to take a cab to what's the other airport in New York? LaGuardia? To see if I could get on the flight. Like, not even to get on it, just to be waitlisted. And I was there and the mm-hmm. point, I was like in tears because this is when I was going to um, Minneapolis and all my friends were already there and like they all met up at 10 a.m. And it's like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm still here. I feel like in New York, I'm like, oh my God. Like, oh. So um, I'm kind oh, yeah. of, like, in tears at this point. And to be honest, I think the person I was talking to, the like flight you know assistant or whatever <laughs> it was a black guy so i think he was like so like he called me up and he was like yeah he was like oh, excuse me flight number and i go and mind you they didn't even start boarding yet like i was the first person they called and he was like yeah you're good go ahead so I just so i am the first person before first class and everyone. Who that class. Wow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I told him, like,
2: yo, I've been trying to get on a flight for the past seven hours at this point. Like, I've been, I have been—I came from Newark. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was so distressed. So I ended up actually making it and getting there, like, yeah, maybe like 8 p.m. So still in time for the night festivities, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm like, I was, I was here. Like, I was at the airport. I was just chilling because I thought I could, like, you know? So now I'm not yeah chilling like that anymore. I'm going to be in line, first person in line. You know
0: what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% understand what you mean. I, I literally, after that spirit experience, because it was weird because I had always been in the airport early. You know what I'm saying? And you can never predict airport, you know, whatever issues there are. You can never predict them. And I thought I could. Mm-hmm. You can't, <laughs> like you said, like you you really can't like, pr- predict these things. You gotta kind of just go with the flow. And it's always sad missing a flight because it's like, damn, that money. It's like all these things you're thinking about. Where I'm missing a flight. Like, you can't even get to your destination on time. Yeah, There's too main yeah. things. What about you, Michaela? You have a memorable travel experience? Yes, I or have even two. a couple. You can share a few.
1: Okay, I have two. Um, they both were my fault as to why I got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to Yeah.
0: That.
1: Um, my first one, I think I was like 18, I believe. So one, I and me and my sister decided we wanted to fly. Um, I was going into school in South Carolina at the time, so we wanted to fly home to Rhode Island to bring in New Year's with our friends. Mm-hmm. But we decided to also book a trip, like the next day. So we literally went for two days, and we mm-hmm. got so drunk. One, we should we were underage drinking, which is wrong. one we all did it (laughs) we got so drunk that we had to um we missed our flight and Mm -hmm. putting us on a different flight but it was like 11 hours later so we had to explain to our parents what we were doing drinking and they didn't know we left so why we were even oh yeah it was bad Wait, where were you going again? We were going, so we went to school in South Carolina, but we were we okay, South Carolina. Okay. Through, yeah, we flew home for the weekend, but like my dad and them didn't know mm-hmm. that. Um, so they had to pick us up, but for the 11 hours, we slept literally like laid out in the airport so embarrassing, just drunk still. Like it was a hot mess. So we ended up sleeping in the airport, like on the floors, just being 18 and dumb. And my second time was getting pulled over in Mexico for um he pulled us over for speeding and I still don't believe he was a real cop but I have no way to um <laughs> challenge that I guess cuz he was on a bike and we ended up paying him 30 yeah. American dollars and he let us go. But we were what? Drinking- Yes, it was what? A girl. <laughs> we so- Wait, you
0: you were drinking, you paid a random person who told you you were reasonably illegal. That You don't yeah. even know if it was illegal.
1: Yep. But we, I had okay. a drink in my hand. My cousin was driving. and uh, I had okay. We thought we were getting pulled over for like an open container, but he just said we were speeding and the ticket would be $30. We could fight it or we could just give him the money and it seemed sketchy, but who am I to argue? Like we were in the wrong, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just paid... Him and went on about our trip. So I guess that was my two. A lot of things no, that are horrible, but those are my two that really like made me be a little smart Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. And it's, it's so funny because even as much as you, I like that one of Joanne's tips were to plan, but not to plan too much because even as much as you plan, things can kind of go awry for reasons that have nothing to do with you in regards to transportation or just the area that you're traveling in or, tra- or traveling to yeah you, you, you really can't help that but um with everything you guys have here we ha- i sent you guys um an article a, qu- a quick article and i kind of want you guys to give or give your p- opinions on some of these myths about girls traveling solo um uh, because i like i told you guys in the beginning i have a solo trip planned to dc and, you know, I'm actually worried about some of these things on this list. So if you guys can, if you guys can both each give your tips on um, what I'm about to ask, I would really appreciate it, okay? Firstly me, but everyone else who's listening would appreciate it. Um Joanne, have you traveled solo before?
2: Um, not a 100%. <laughs> like, yeah, not really. Like, the most I did was, like, go somewhere by myself and like stay f- by myself for the first day and then meet up with a friend the next day like I don't I don't think I can say that I want I had planned my first like real solo trip this year but mm-hmm. you know how that went but um yeah. yeah I yeah and to be honest um you know just being transparent I feel like it was because of like some of the you know like fears and myths and things like that I'm like oh I don't know mm-hmm. and like also because like to be honest, I'm actually fairly new, you know, in this traveling game. Like, I started, you know, my first trip was in 2017. So, that's three years ago. And, like, I started from there. But, like, you know, just started mm-hmm. with, um, in the country. And now I'm, I'm branching out. But, um, so, yeah. Like, I I really want to. Um, I haven't really had that, like, true solo trip experience as of yet. But I'm really looking forward to it when the time comes. Um, I think it's I think it's necessary, and I think it would help a lot of people not be held back, because I, I think a lot of people yeah. for their friends and for their families to be available, and you have to wait till everyone has the money and everyone has the time, and that holds a lot of people mm-hmm. back. That has certainly held me back, to be honest. Like, you know, a bunch of times I'm like, oh, you know, I want to go with people, and I didn't know how it was going to be, but I had friends that that traveled solo and. Mm -hmm. loved it um they actually made friends on the trip and that was another thing in mind. I'm like oh my god am I gonna be friends like (laughs) do I make friends that quickly I'm like being too critical of my own like you know (laughs) sense of socialness um but um I yeah I I think I'd definitely be interested in that I think it's it's a different experience but a good experience because um, you're just leaving everything you know behind and, and totally engaging and meeting people, and it kind of makes you get out more. Because like when you're with your friends, it's like you're safe. You know, you're there. You're in the hotel. You're listening. But, like when it's like now, you have to go out and kind of explore and see what's out there. And like people, you have no other choice, <laughs> or you're not going to have to stay cooped up in there. Yeah, and not have a good time. So yeah, I definitely. Um, it's definitely like a good idea to, you know, at least have some solo trips under your belt. And I'm definitely planning on, on getting myself into that.
0: Yeah, I, I personally, with my trip my plan and I actually was forced on a solo trip once. Um, so what it was, was that I was going to visit my friend in Houston for my birthday, my 24th, I think. And a friend of mine I had planned to travel with. Um, me and this friend had a falling out literally within like t- two weeks before the trip had a falling out. And I almost was like, have you guys seen that? Like um uh, Mr. Krabs meme where everything is going really fast around him yeah. and he's just standing still trying to catch his balance. Yeah, that was me. I was like, damn, I'm almost a child by myself. Um, cause I knew that my friend, her name is Mary. She goes to medical school in Houston. I knew she was going to be busy for most of the days because we talked about this already. Like I was going to go visit her obviously, but we were only, we weren't going to really hang out fully till the weekend. So when I went to Houston, I had to kind of just forcefully find places to go. It, it, everything was because it happened two weeks prior to everything was super, last minute in regards to me for planning. Um, but I, I don't regret that trip at all. I love Houston. I will go back from what I explore from what I explored with my, by myself And with her, I feel like I learned more about the city and I prioritized, I kind of prioritized me seeing the city than personally just having fun. You know, sometimes I feel like when you go on, even though I love my girls trips, when you go on a girls trip, you're obviously thinking about what everybody can do. Whereas if you go by yourself, you're just thinking about, you know, what can you do by yourself? And you kind of don't have any limitations that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to go over some of these myths of solo traveling. I know, Michaela, you have experience with solo traveling even out of the country, so I'm really, really interested to hear both of your um, opinions on, you know, Black women, especially solo traveling. So the first one being it being dangerous. What are your opinions on, you know, being skeptical about traveling while it's dangerous out there? Either Michaela or Joanne, whatever, whoever wants to go first. Um, I think <laughs> yeah.
1: like it's not any more dangerous than traveling in the U.S. Um, obviously, you are alone, but everyone doesn't have to know you're alone. Like, when I go to Mm -hmm. other countries, I never just shout, like, hey, I'm by myself. It's more of a... (laughs) Yeah. If someone asks, like, oh, no, like, my boyfriend at the hotel or, you know, my best friend is in the the shop. Like, I'm just waiting for her. Um, Like I said, I've traveled in the U.S. And I, I honestly feel more... Like, my life has been more dangerous in the U.S. than it does out of the country. Because I feel like a lot of people are also traveling. Like, when I go to another place, I see a lot of solo travelers and a lot of group travelers. No one's really paying me attention, if that makes sense. Like, more in <laughs>
0: no, that makes a lot of sense
1: than reality. But of course there are. You should be careful. But I don't think it's any more mm-hmm. dangerous than traveling in a group.
0: Okay, yeah. No, no that, that makes a lot of sense. I'm definitely gonna use that tip of my boyfriend's in the hotel because yeah. you know you never know what's gonna happen. How about you, Joanne? In regards to it being dangerous, how you feel how do you feel?
2: Oh, how do you feel about solo traveling?
0: yeah, for women and the myth that it's dangerous in every place that you go?
2: Um, I, I don't know, I don't feel, like, I just feel like you could say that about anywhere. <laughs> you know what Yeah. I mean? Like, you could say that about here, like, in New Jersey, like, oh, you should, like, my mom told me not to go to New York by myself, like, literally, like, she's like, what, whenever I told her, like, oh, I went to New York for a conference, she was like, oh my god, you are by yourself, you have to take the subway by yourself, I'm like, it's okay. Like I does this <laughs> like, day in and day out. Yeah. Like kind of thing. Um. Obviously, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, have your always like you know be safe and you know, um, be cautious and know your surroundings. But like, I just feel like once you start kind of like going that way, it's like you'll have reason never to go anywhere. Kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Yeah. But it is. <laughs> guys are interesting <laughs> when like when I was in Cancun I was on a I took a bus like going into town and my friend was on the bus too but she was like in the back of the bus for whatever reason and I, I was in the front I don't mm-hmm. know if I can look that way <laughs> and then like the guy sitting mm-hmm. next to me who's like you're so beautiful do you have um do you have a husband I was like yes even though I didn't, <laughs> I just said yes <laughs> well yeah He's like well I'd like to marry you <laughs> like, i was like wow like this is interesting but like you know what i mean like we have to kind of like deal with that stuff i'm like oh my god like i'm on this bus and you i don't know like you know i don't know who you are but um yeah like i said just you know do the like follow the regular like precautions and things that you would kind of take everywhere i guess you kind of go you know being like alone as a woman but um at the same time like you know i wouldn't but that really like deter you um, wholly, and like what you said um, about um, like following or like tuning into other Black women's experiences on YouTube and stuff like that in other countries. Like, I would take advantage of those like videos that are already out there, see what countries are going to, and like what they say about it as well. If if that is definitely a concern of yours,
0: yeah. No that that makes a lot of <laughs> a lot of sense. You kind of actually. I think thinking anywhere is dangerous is a dangerous thought because you can honestly be harmed in any situation, whether even if you're in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very limiting to think that you can't go somewhere because, you're, because it's dangerous. Um, when, but when we were talking earlier, you both uh, mentioned positive experiences that you had with strangers as you traveled. Mm-hmm. And I know a myth of that, a myth of solo traveling is you're not supposed to interact with strangers. So how are you guys both feeling about that? I know, Michaela, you can go first. Um,
1: I feel like, like I mentioned before, just trust your gut. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I hate that myth because I feel like it scares more people. Like you said, um, just having that thought process, you're going to go into a situation just thinking, oh, this person might hurt me or he might try to rob me. Or I feel like treat them with respect. And if you get a weird vibe or a weird like energy, then remove yourself. Yeah. Because for me, the hospitality I experience when I travel is amazing. They're happy to have us. They, um, they teach, I oh they always teach me new words in their um, language, or if I'm doing something wrong, they have no issue, like correcting me, very respectful. Um, and I like to talk. I like getting to know them. And like I said, Nami was my driver and his wife was amazing. I went alone and felt so comfortable with their family. But that's just you. I guess you have to trust your gut feeling.
0: Yeah. Yeah, d- definitely. I feel like our intuition, even as women, as Black women especially, um, speaks and almost screams very loudly. Um, and we have to be able to, to to decipher things that are just our instincts versus things that are just speaking out of fear. And when we can decipher those, it can be kind of easier to solo travel. You know? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so another... How about you, Joanne? How do you feel about not speaking to strangers, even though you had a positive stranger experience in Dubai?
2: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could really agree with that, because I know people, like, shout out to um, my friend Chrissy, but he has a podcast, and he actually had a guest on that mm-hmm. met her husband on her trip in Europe by herself as a, as a black woman. Ah, yay. So, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, you know what I mean like where's the, mm-hmm. the balance because like it's just like you never know like so of course like you know take the same kind of like you know precautions I guess you would take here like wherever you are with like you know strangers and like follow you know your you know your gut and things like that but um you know I wouldn't just like don't talk to strangers at all it seems kind of like extreme Especially if you're (laughs) so extreme, yeah. Like just to get by, even if it's like asking for directions or like asking someone to like help you. Um, Yeah, but yeah, I I don't think I really agree with that. That sentiment of not talking to strangers at all.
0: Yeah, because how else would you really know the culture, right? How else would you really explore anything if you weren't speaking to anyone you didn't know? traveling by yourself mm-hmm. um, yeah when I even though I went to just I was just in Houston everyone obviously spoke English it wasn't an issue with communication but I know a lot of people in the South have southern hospitality despite the racism they have southern hospitality and they were very much willing to help me in regards to finding places to go um, and giving advice about where you know I should eat and things like that so I definitely don't agree with that one myth um, but how about how do you guys feel with feeling lonely on a solo trip? Did you feel lonely when you were in Thailand, Michaela?
1: Sometimes. Um, it would be the days when I didn't have anything planned or okay. somebody would call me. But it wasn't like a, like my whole trip. Like, I was there for 11 mm-hmm. days. So, of course, I'm going to at some point be like, oh, dang. Like, I kind of miss home or I kind of miss my yeah. family. But for the most part, no, I was okay with, like, I, I do things alone naturally. So I was mm-hmm. okay with just, like, being by myself and just really enjoying like, me and, like, the growth of, like, who I am. But I, I could see that being a thing.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I love that. Uh, I'm, I'm like, putting a pin in one of your points in regards to, like, people calling you and just feeling lonely. But, um Joanne how do you feel about, like, feeling lonely on a solo trip?
2: Um, I mean, I feel like that might be a, a real thing, I guess, depending on, like, your personality I guess like I know yeah. a friend like Chita. she's you know she's out and about she can make friends at the drop of a hat like she's an extrovert she loves meeting new people Um, I feel like someone like me it might take a little bit like more effort and time to kind of like you know be like fully comfortable but so maybe like if I go on a trip maybe like the first day I might feel like oh you know what do I do but you know eventually I'll um, I'll you know ease into it and you know start talking to people and things like that um but I don't know so we'll see when I do my <laughs> my first <really laughs> solo trip like how I feel about it but yeah
0: right yeah like 100 you know, percent. with yeah. my experience with feeling lonely um when I was in Houston my only thing was like I had to get used to eating by myself. That's literally where I got used to eating by myself. Not here in Jersey, but in Houston, because my friend was always at medical school classes or whatever she had to do, labs and stuff. So she was busy while I was there. And so she texted me actually some great places to go and visit and eat in Houston. And then when I got there and I'm sitting down at the table, I'm just like, damn, I'm the only person eating. But this food is good. So I had to prioritize the food and, you know, just eating the food. And I was like, I have to find something else to do. So I would listen to podcasts or, you know, search the internet for other things, like just to think about while I was eating. But I feel like you soon realize that people aren't, aren't really concerned about you, right? You're there doing your own thing as the same way people are there doing their own thing, whether they're with somebody or not, um, whether you're solo or not. And so just to not think about, people just thinking that you look awkward being by yourself it's not really a thing looking awkward by yourself you know because i think nine times out of ten people are assuming that you know what you're doing here if you're by yourself Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so you really can't look awkward that's
2: true that's a good
0: point yeah people are just gonna assume that okay you're here obviously you know something about here so this is what you're doing so you avoid that whole thing um but I guess like, I really appreciate Michaela and Joanne for joining me on this podcast. I really, I don't think you guys understand how much I appreciate you, but how about we end with just um, one positive story, one really, really fun experience that you had in maybe one of your favorite places um, that's going to stick with you forever and probably the experience that's going to help you continue to travel and, and continue to explore the world. So Joanna, do you want to go? Joanne, do you want to go first? Or Mikhail, do you want to go first?
2: Um, ju- 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 I'm trying to like choose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you want to share, like, you know, two, you can definitely share two um, experiences. Um, sure.
2: Let me start with. Um I would definitely say let me start with, like, uh, one, Dubai. So, like, how we you know, befriended a driver. I think it it kind of, like, when we were talking about the myths and talking to strangers, you know, it kind of shows that you can make, you know, friends and, like, you know, the most, like, strangers of circumstances, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, like, a taxi driver, and he ended up actually – yeah being, you know, being with us showing us, being, like, our, like, friend for the whole day, and, like, our tour guide and our photographer and stuff like that, like, you just never know, like, um, you know, what you're going to get out of it and, like, uh, people you're going to meet and how, and how people are and, like, in people's hearts as well. Like, just because you go to a country and you're, you're new and you look different or whatever the case may be, like, don't don't underestimate, like, you know, the power of people I guess like at the end of the day it's like we're human and like you know people can look out for each other um and um I would say I wanna, uh, let me go into Nigeria and um oh funny story <laughs> when I was in Nigeria I have um, a cousin in LA um but I didn't actually know she was in Nigeria so when we were at this, um, we we're at this uh, bar on uh, New Year's Eve. Um, that's where we were just bringing in the New Year. It's a really like chill bar. Oh my God, what is it called? I cannot remember. But <laughs> we probably you know, but it's really fun. I would like recommend it. Ten ten. But um, yeah, we ring in the New Year, and then like I see this guy and he looks familiar. I'm like, are, is that like Are we related? And I and I actually tap him like um are we related like are you my cousin do I know you um and then he's like um are you I don't know so then he goes and asks his sister like um this girl says she this girl says she um thinks we're related and then she comes over <laughs> and like, Joanne and so it's like you know our cousin's like what like you're here wow so it's like it's so crazy how it, like it brings families together, and so we were there for our, with our other cousin from my dad's side, and, wait, hold on, I think they're both, my. okay, so basically, it was, like, two different sides of the family, so the cousin Mm -hmm. is not actually related to the cousin that um, I was with, because she's related, like, through marriage, and, you know, and this one was my, my, I believe my uncle's, so uncle's brother's daughter and Cali, I believe, my cousin Cali. So um they didn't know each other. So um they just met right then and there. So we take a picture and we send it to my parents and they're like, Oh my gosh, like these like, guys are all here, like how did you end up being there? And like, and then we're like, Mom and dad, see yeah this is why, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is why. And that that day, or the day after, we went to one of our other cousins, we rolled up on her, too, because she was in the area, too, and, like, you're here, too. And it's funny, like, I, I don't think I realized I had, like, this much family, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my god, I, I have a family that I'm, like, running into for, like, the first time in years in Nigeria. We didn't even plan it, you know what I mean? We didn't plan to go there together. We just saw them. So then um, we go to her hotel, you know, my other cousin, we're all here, like, and we're like, you know what, we're, we know our family is kind of, like, not separated, but, like, I don't know how to say it, but it's, like, all these, like, branches, you know what I mean, like, it's kind of, like, um, yeah. you know, don't really talk to the other, and it's just, like, different, So like, let that, like, end with us, like, you know what I mean, like, we want our family to be, like, unified, everyone's gonna know each other, it's not going to be like, oh, these ones are in this part of Nigeria, this one is this part of America, and we don't see them, and it's like, we're going to be the new, you know, we're going to, that's going to end with us, we're going to be the new generation, we're all going to know each other and be unified, like, we have a huge family, like, you know, why are mm-hmm. other things doing, like, family unions and everyone know each other, and we're kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's just my immediate one, like, let's, like, all be together, like, there's, like no reason why we should be here. We don't like know each other's names, but we're like family. And like I, I remembered you from a picture my mom had. You know, no? so like, yeah, it's just like wow, oh, yeah, unity in that. And that's what another reason why I feel like it's important, especially like if you're actually like Nigerian, like you never know. Like you know, go home and like, man, like it's really good to open your eyes to a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, even you saying go home feels different. Like that feels like I need to go home. <laughs> that feels like I, I'm I'm super excited to finally plan and execute that trip to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Really, how about how about you, Michaela? What's like one of your favorite travel experiences that you've had that you want to share?
1: Um, my favorite experience. I think one of my favorites would be um, I met this woman in the Bahamas just at a bar, me and my best friend, and she kind of was talking to us about... She has a non-profit that she does, and it's um, it's like an after-school program for the kids.
2: Mm-hmm. She was
1: just telling us how, like, ways that we could donate and just things like that, but how grateful she is just to be able to help them. Because a lot of people don't realize, you know, you come to the Bahamas on vacation, but, like, actual people live there. Yeah. And I believe this was in Freeport. I really hope I'm not messing that up. And um, I just <laughs> enjoyed... um just speaking to her about like, what's real. Cause so it was like, yeah, we were at the bar enjoying our drinks. And I don't really know how the conversation came up, but she kind of like brought us back to like reality. Like we get the luxury of being in their country and um, just celebrating like birthdays and life. And it was like, but she's a working teacher with very few supplies. And I worked at a nonprofit at that time. So I understood what she was like saying when, you know, she has to come out of pocket for a lot of things. Um, my only regret was that I wasn't able to, like, get her information and to actually send her things, like, the way I really wanted to. But that was really it for my – the rest of mine is very memorable, but nothing really sticks out like that story, I guess.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. That's – the honestly, I feel like any story you make, you know, overseas or in a different place, super super memorable. And every, everyone's going to hit you in a different way um but I don't I just can't express enough to you guys both the importance of what you guys are doing right now um with michaela with you making a safe place for black women to travel like that's in this country that's more important now than than ever and joanne you kind of exposing the beauty of you know the the African dyphoria like there are beautiful countries in there to explore with rich, rich cultures there to explore. And I'm really, I appreciate you guys both coming on this podcast today to talk to me about all of it and share your tips and different experiences. And I think this is basically what I needed. Um, in regards to just talking about travel and reminiscing on experiences and then planning my own trips. (laughs) Planning my my own stuff. Um, So I want to thank you guys again so much for joining me. Do you guys have anything you guys want to add or plug at this time?
1: No, thank you for having us.
0: Um, Oh, yay!
1: Great.
0: (laughs) Oh, Joanne, were you wanting to plug anything?
2: Oh, yeah, I was just going to plug my website, gracingthehorizon.com. You can also follow Mm -hmm. me on Instagram at at Jolub, J O L U V.
0: Amazing. Yes, we will. I actually will have every single thing put in the description box of this episode between their tags on Instagram and all their social media sites, links to trips and therapy, links to Gracing the Horizon. And even though Trips and therapies is on a little bit of a pause right now, trust and believe she's going to be back up. So is Gracing the Horizon. But there's a lot of great content to look at there, um, to look at on that website right now and to learn more about the beautiful African countries you can travel to. Um, so, I, like I said, again, thank you guys so much for joining me. I appreciate it so much. I had so much fun having this conversation with you guys.
2: Thank you. Thank you, you too. so much. It was great being here.
0: All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. This is another episode of the Be Bold Podcast.
2: Okay.